0: Uh no,
1: I'm not sure which one I am. You oh, are the funny. Somebody, one. You've been no, told somebody you're the emailed funny one. somebody emailed back and said you guys are funny, and I'm like, <laughs> I know it ain't me. No, that's you. I mean, I know that I know for a fact that my wife does not laugh at me often. She she not, or, or is that not doesn't laugh with me often? Well,
2: again, I'm trying to, to define the word fun, so don't don't yeah. use me a reference point. But here's here's what I know. I mean, we we engage with a lot of people and what you know, common theme. Mm-hmm. You know, we we get feedback and input from people, and they're like, you guys are real. Yeah. You know, and I I value that because most of my life I was absolutely fake. I was what I thought you wanted me to be in the moment. Right. And now we just are who we are, and you know, just love it. Just yeah, love it.
1: That's good. And you know, the other thing too is we surround ourselves with people that are just kind of real. I think, I think the benefit to having you know, there's a there's a band, We Are Messengers, and uh, they've got this line in the song. It's the song is maybe it's okay if I'm not okay. And he says, "If I didn't know what it was like to be broken, how would I know what it's like to feel whole?" You know, and and it just—I I think because we've lived kind of a this unhappiness, and I don't know if that's the right word for it, but pain. yeah, pain. And now we're living on the other side of it, and it's like, wow, there's life has a lot to offer.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I had dinner, a four and a half hour dinner with an investor this week who who knows my whole story and mm-hmm. and. and you know he's like he's like man he goes you're just you know he said you're just a different person you know and and i said hey i had to go through that right to get to, to, get to right here now. i said i i could never do what i'm doing today if i didn't go through that
1: so yeah. it's really hey good. guess what
2: table for five tape no not five you're
1: you're an overachiever <laughs> you know, i want like, more i want more i know right that's a, you need a support group Uh um, yeah table for three today sarah, that's awesome. welcome. Hey, sarah
2: welcome thank a you bright thank shining you. smile
1: Yeah, super, super happy to have Sarah here. So, um, you know, we uh we talked this week and uh and we did so I'm just going to jump right to it cuz a I have ADD B I've had a lot of caffeine in me but um, <laughs> as she lifted up her coffee cup she's got this beautiful hand tattoo with the word love on there and I want to hear that story because I mean it's pretty profound that it's a very simple and elegant tattoo but it's mm-hmm. like right on your hand I mean you can't miss that everywhere yeah. <laughs> you look you got to see the word love so anyway welcome let's get get well, get nice. out of the way yeah. first so yeah.
2: Love, I love love, but you know, I mean I I, I try to live love. Yeah. But maybe a tattoo's the right way to go. man. I'm gonna put love in in my (laughs) tattoo that I'm designing. Uh, I know. I know, right?
3: There you go. Right. There you Uh,
2: go. Sarah, welcome. Great to have you. We are connecting on social media somehow, somewhere, and something caught my attention and I'm like, Hey, let's just get you in the coffee shop and just you know, chat through sobriety, recovery and no, you are doing a lot of cool stuff and we're looking to dig in on that and You know, seeing, you know, how you might be able to help some of our folks out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I've got I've got all three motives because I love was secondary, but one of the things on your social media and on your website, etc., your digital presence, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, Digital presence. Look how you you love the word freedom. And uh Yeah. And and I love the word freedom. I never I never experienced freedom. I was a prisoner. To my behavior, I was a prisoner to my consequences. I was a prisoner to my thoughts. I was a mm-hmm. prisoner locked into my own head and my own world. And now I'm living a life of freedom, and and mm. I know that you you two find the freedom from over from, you know from overwhelm, right? I love that.
3: Yeah. Well, why don't yeah. we do this, and, Sarah?
1: Yeah, let, yeah. Let's just
2: bounce it to you and let you give sure. your elevator speech, introduce yourself, kind of what you're about, <laughs> what you're into. We we sometimes use our you know, we, we frame it as our story of experience, strength, and hope. Um, but just, mm-hmm. you know, give folks an idea of, of who you are and what you're about, and then we'll start digging in. I've got notes. Mikey's got notes. And
3: Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, uh, I have been a stay-at-home mom for about 14 years now. And um, in, the, in the early stages of that, I found myself very bored and unsatisfied And unfulfilled. (laughs) And um, so I started drinking and um, I hadn't really even touched alcohol until I was about 30 years old. Wow. Um, Maybe even a little bit later than that. And I just um, I found a a different kind of freedom in alcohol and, you know, not the right kind of freedom, but an escape from um, just disappointment, you know, with with the fact that I was staying home, even though of course I love my kids to, to pieces, and felt like that's what I was supposed to do at that time, I—I I, um, there were so many other goals and, and dreams that I had that weren't being fulfilled, and um, and so I found escape in alcohol, and um, you know it started off as fun and just one here and there social thing, and then of course it quickly escalated into a um, you know a full blown addiction. To where I was thinking about it constantly, um, um, it was pretty much all I thought about all day long. You know, when can I start drinking? That whole that whole story, mm. um, and I tried to quit over and over. I, you know, once I realized like, okay, this has a really bad grip on me that is super unhealthy. I tried to quit over and over, and you know, in my doing it in my own strength type of thing, and uh, just failed over and over again, and. Um, about 21 months ago, I, um, I, I I don't know what happened. I would call it a spiritual experience. There wasn't like a white light or anything, but I just didn't want to drink anymore. The desire just completely went away, um, and I was able to quit with basically with no, um, it, wasn't, it just hasn't been a struggle since that point, and I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. so, so 21 coming- months
2: ago was like kind of COVID time, right?
1: Yeah, right you're are you post-covid then or are you right in the throes of
3: it it was post-covid yes um we had we had a big transition in our lives um during covid we were living overseas and had to move back right in the middle of covid and it was just the year after that was a really really low point for me um Yeah. And I, I just knew like, okay, I have got to get out of this. It, um, you know, things are not going well. So, um, yeah, it was about a year after COVID hit, I would say. So
1: question for you, um, did you ask, I'll say it and then I'll explain it. Did you ask for Mm -hmm. the spiritual experience or did it come out of left field? So in other words, did you, did you sit down and say, man, I've had it. I, I, I give up, Mm -hmm. I I need help Mm -hmm. or like mentally, physically, or did, it, or just like you woke up one day and it was like, "Hey, I don't all of a sudden don't want to drink."
3: Yeah, no. So um, I'm I'm a pretty strong Christian, and um, I yeah, I pray I I prayed for years, and I felt like I felt like the Lord gave me things. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Bell Robertson and her book, "Tired of um, What Is It?" Tired of thinking about drinking.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Um, so I'm I'm an editor. I do a little bit of contract work here and there. And one at one point when I was really struggling, she contacted me and asked me to edit her book. Never mm. met her before. <laughs> wasn't you know looking looking for that. And um, when I got her book, I was just floored. You know, it, it was like God handed me the manuscript to get wow. out of my hole. You know. Mm. So I I had experiences like that. Um, throughout the whole struggle um and then finally I, I you know I don't know what the shift was but I've been praying all along and then I had a, a couple of friends come along beside me and start praying for me that I that the that the desire would disappear that was the that was the specific prayer and it, mm. it did it just it just disappeared wow. wow there's no other way to say it
2: yep. <laughs> that's great so yeah. so so at that point did you? <laughs> do any like and, and I'm gonna you know qualify this we, we have a lot of sober curious folks right that, mm-hmm, that sure. check in and listen to us and and they're like well how do I do this and how does you know mm-hmm. just a lot of questions right so sure. at, at that point did, did you go to any self-help programs did you use any resources or tools uh, to to help you find a recovery path or sober path?
3: Um, not really, because I had sort of been researching it all along. I had Bell's book. i read I read her emails that she sends out daily. Um, so she's sort of been my main path um, to just keeping the main thing in the front of my mind, you know, the the one day at a time uh, language and um and then having having treats, <clears throat> excuse me for myself, she's She's really big on that, you know, treating mm-hmm. yourself and um, and taking care of yourself. You know, as I, I mentioned to you guys earlier, I'm an extreme introvert. And so I've learned to say no to a lot of things that would um, be a cause for me to drink, you know, mm-hmm. triggers mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So I definitely have a toolbox. Well, that's a great um, level of awareness yeah yeah and that's that's really important just to know um what might be a struggle for me and then to avoid those things and know that it's okay to avoid them
1: right talk to me more about this treat thing because i'm i'm digging that i'm digging that path um (laughs) yeah so so i it's funny because i i had a um i had a pretty expensive habit i mean you know it's only 20 bucks a bottle but Mm -hmm. you go through two of those Mm -hmm. a day you multiply that times a week times a month times a year I've got and that's the best, before all the extra stuff I've got the best stereo mm-hmm. now in my little office I mean <laughs> I mean I can I I can duplicate the experience of the sphere in my little space and that's uh, so awesome. but but yeah that's that's really interesting and by the way um we'll we'll back up we'll put a link to that book um I mm-hmm. imagine you're recommending that book uh, I'll yes, put a link absolutely. to that book up in our resource room and that'll be great
2: so, Mm-hmm. So a couple things. First of all, I saw something and you know I kind of re- really relate to it—a post that, that that you put out there, and it was the "what a crock" post, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I just turned sixty. Look at look at Mike. Look at me. Okay, so it was like what a crock. Like pe- people think life ends at forty and right. you can't do anything mm-hmm. new right. at forty, right? And 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 what a crock, right? right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just turned 60 and I'm doing more cool things in my life now than I've ever have. And I have just as much energy, if not more and more purpose, passion, yeah. drive. And, mm-hmm. and so what, what did you see behind that, the, that caused you to post that? What was your experience?
3: Um, cause you're yeah, like 25
2: so, or 30, right? <laughs> oh
3: my gosh. You're so nice. I'll oh, just, no, just roll with it. I'm, just roll no, with it. Just roll with that. Okay. That. that sounds great. Yes. 14 year old. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> don't do that math. Um yeah, so well going back to why I started drinking. I you know, when I was like 30 something, I thought my life was over. I thought this is it. I haven't reached any of my goals in life. I'm not doing anything fun. I'm not, you know, I wanted to travel. I wanted to live overseas. And I just thought, well, this is it. Like I I have nothing else to look forward to. Um and and that was a huge part of why I drank, which is just so dumb, <laughs> you know, considering how much time I have left. So um, I, at some point, I just thought, I'm okay, I'm 40 years old. I'm 44 now. Um, and I could potentially, if I live till 80, let's say, I have the same exact amount of time that I've already lived. Mm-hmm to keep living. Mm-hmm. And I have all the wisdom, you know that I've gained, all the life experience. My kids are older now, so I, you know, I yeah. I just have this huge amount of time to do whatever I want. And it was it was just like this light bulb went on and I was so excited for the rest of my life.
2: <laughs> so I just did the same math except I didn't double mine because I'm not going to live to be right. 20, but I am like I'm really aware of, I was just telling my wife that this week and she didn't understand. I, I said, I'm really aware of time. And mm-hmm. she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I have, I'm aware I have a finite amount of time left. Mm-hmm. And I know my you know skills and competencies and the foundation that I have and what I can build on. And, and, and I'm like very picky about where I spend my time. Yeah. And if, mm-hmm. it doesn't, if it doesn't match my purpose and drive... I I I've, like Sarah, like you said. I, I've learned to say no.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. outstanding. I uh I wrote a blog not too long ago about, or maybe it's coming out. I don't know. I get all mixed up. But um I I did the math, and if I live to eighty, I've got like seventy nine hundred days left. Now, some people would say that's morbid. I'm saying it's opportunistic. I that's I how have I look that at many. It. I have that many days. I can I need to make them count. I I can't just mm-hmm. I can't just waste a day. I just
2: can't waste today. Make them count. That's no, how I look at it. So, right? yep. so so I love that post about uh, what a crock at 40. Um, <laughs> second thing post that I saw was and I totally live by this. It's the uh, critic, right? The uh, quote by Theodore Roosevelt. You know, mm, so it's yes. you know it's the people that are you know so so I've looked at in my whole life I let people's you know, perception and feelings about me and, and hmm. wh- I cared about what they thought about me and, oh. and, 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 and they didn't even know me yeah. and mm-hmm. they're way up in the bleachers and I'm on the field trying to, you know, fight a battle, trying, trying to play the game and, you know, I just cared so much. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so easy for people that aren't in the game to shout at the refs or shout at the players, right? And, and that's what that quote reminded me of.
1: Oh, I just, and that flashes me back because yes, I was talk about, I was bent on what people thought about me. And now I, and I was bent about how I thought about myself because I was my own worst worst critic. And now I'm not as critical of myself because I kind of make rational next right thing decisions. You know, I don't do things that embarrass me to myself.
2: So let's get back to your original thought, love. Yes. Sarah, how do you define love?
3: Oh, man. Um, Love to me is about um, giving to others, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing exactly what you're just saying. And the opposite of being a critic is um, accepting people for who they are, whether you agree with them or not there's just there's just so much tension in our world today and it's it makes me so sad because um you know we all have stories and we all we all need to be accepted and loved no matter what um and i may not agree with every single thing that you think or believe or even what you're doing what you're wearing you know whatever but that doesn't mean that you're not a human that needs to be respected and um and accepted you know yeah.
2: so that's great so, so Mikey- that's what it means to me Thank you, Sarah. Mikey, what does it mean to you? Well, I've taken, Since we're learning how to define words these days. Well, I, I'm, com- I'm
1: going to make a compound sentence out of it. I don't know what that means. Of course you are. Because I'm no grammarist. But what I know is that I've found this thing called unconditional love. Which, mm-hmm. and, and there was really, I mean, everything comes with conditions in this world. But the closer I can get to unconditional, where I'm, it's not transactional. I'm just Mm -hmm. loving and giving whether it's deserved. And again, to myself, first of all, you know, am I loving and giving to myself without condition? You know, I know I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to scale up to what I expect. I have to love without condition, but I think Mm -hmm. love, I think love is service. I I think love is service.
2: Yeah. So I thought Mm -hmm. my entire life, I thought love was like a gooey feeling, right? If I Mm -hmm. had the gooey feeling, I loved you. First of all, I've learned love is a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to wake up every day and make a decision to love my wife, love my family, love myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and and some days that's hard, right? Um, but my my definition is, you know, if if I tell somebody I love them, to me that means I care more about you and your well being. Mm-hmm. than I care about my own.
1: Yeah, you've said that before. I love that. I love that definition. Curing you love 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 love, no, love? love, love, I, I, I do. I love that definition.
2: Yeah, that makes sense to so, me. But part of that is what Sarah and you both talked about is, you know, what what comes almost simultaneously is serving. Right. Right? So, and and that selfish serving. I, through my life, I was a PhD at serving people so I get what I want. Right. But now it's the unconditional where you just serve, and if I get nothing back, that's a whole expectation thing. I'm okay with getting nothing back. Right, right. So great. Thank you for that little segment. Sarah, bounce it to you. You are a life certified life coach. Yes. So, so, so you're if, serving others now. Yeah, so if you can help define what that is, what you had to go through, what kind of clients you're looking for, how you engage, just huh? everything about that.
3: Yeah, um, so I went through the ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation. They're sort of like the big governing body for coaches, any kind of coach, <clears throat> excuse me, and they, um, they, oh, what's the word, qualify is not the correct word. I can't think of it, but um, endorse, maybe endorse is the right word, um, different programs, and um, and so I'm taking a program that they've endorsed. It's a pretty big one, and it's their main focus is recovery. But then they also have a life coaching segment within that. So I did sort of a dual, um, dual certificate. The life coaching piece um, was first, and now I'm working on the recovery coaching certificate, and I'll be finished with that in a few months. Um, so one of my big things that I really um, want to focus on, and sort of clients that I'm looking for are people who are looking for what's next that's kinda of my big catchphrase is is what's next Um, you know as a mom um, who has kids now who are getting ready to start driving I'm looking at what's what's next you know do I do I go back to school what are my passions and dreams and goals I do I even remember what they are you know
1: I, I hate to um, correct you but I think what's next is to get a good insurance agent <laughs>
3: Okay. yes absolutely that's, what, that's what's <laughs> next.
1: been there done that yes very recently yes get his home number so that when it happens get the you, claims yes number. <laughs> get the claims number okay i'm sorry i i digress
3: um yeah so just um and and anyone who's looking for you know someone who has just retired for example and they don't know what to do in their retirement or you're looking for a career change any anything like that can be just daunting, um, and a lot of people don't move into what they'd really like to do because that can be an intimidating transition. And I think too, for people coming out of recovery, um, I know for myself, you know, it, it felt like I was in a coma for for nine years, and coming mm. out of that, it was it was um, mm. kind of like, whoa, you know, the world has continued, and Absolutely. here I am, and and what do I do now? So. Anyway, so, that's my passion is to help people in that sort of transition stage. I
2: love, love it. That. So, are you looking at Zoom clients or in person clients, and where are you located?
3: I am in Missouri, okay. um, and yes, I'm. My whole business will be online. Um, that's my that's my plan at this point. So,
2: that's great. So, there's also challenges in starting a business, right?
3: Yes. Oh, my uh, goodness, yes. <laughs> oh, now glenn
2: look like Glenn's, Glenn's been in the I'm conversation because no, it's I'm, about him. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I just saw when on, yeah, she was no, posted online yeah. that there's challenges sure. in opening a business. There yeah. is. It is very challenging, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's stress. A yeah. lot of work, yeah. yeah. A lot of work, a lot of grind. No hours.
3: Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No pay <laughs> to begin with. Yeah,
2: no, pay. absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, again, what I've learned is... Uh, I mean, for, I mean, Sarah, just 50 years, you know, I was my own king and, and, you know, I did it all myself and asking for help was a weakness. That's how I was brought up with my dad in business. You know, they throw you the manual and like, don't ask questions, figure it out. You know, so asking questions or asking for help was a failure. And, mm-hmm. and what I learned at 50 was asking for help is a superpower. And there's people out there, you know, um, especially in some of the recovery programs. I mean, they are just help is just amazing what people do for each other. Yeah. You know,
1: well, and I, I liken it to these great, the greatest sports stars of our life. You know, the Michael Jordans, Tiger Woods. Um, you know, they they all they all have coaches. I mean, they they didn't do this by they, they had not only their team coach, but they had free throw coaches and mental coaches and physical training coaches and, and, life, and recovery coaches. life and recovery coaches i mean it's incredible i mean it, it, they ask for help and these guys they're michael jordan tiger woods you would think they don't need any help you think it's a natural thing but no they 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 ask for the help and they got it
2: i think the more you do the bigger you get the more help you need right yeah i just do i just think things get to a different level and and so sarah who's who's your ideal client
3: my, my ideal client would be um, the person I see in my head is someone like me. So uh, a mom who um, whose kids are at the point where they can take care of themselves. And they're just wondering, okay, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What am I going to do with the next 40 years? Um, and figuring that out. Um, and of course, like I said, my... my that can be broad to a lot of different people, but that's definitely the person that I see in my head.
2: Yeah, certainly that. And as you were saying that, you're, <coughs> t- in, in my mind, you, you were describing somebody that's getting ready for retirement, right? Right, and then like mm-hmm. that's been my whole life work. Right. And now, what's next? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, now now I'm retiring. You know, I got all this time, and what's my purpose? What's my plan?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I kind of love about this story so far is. You talked early on about, you know, you had these big plans for Sarah, you know, big plans mm-hmm. and travel the world and, and probably conquer the world because you articulate really well. You're, you know, you obviously know how to study. You've gone through school. So you've got that attribute about you. And you probably, I know for me, I have these big grandiose plans. Now, now in my life right now, and I see a similarity with you, it's not about building Th- this big sober kingdom It's just about helping the next guy Who is like you just said Is like me I want mm-hmm. that that guy at 59 years old Life does not have to end At 59 years old Life can begin at 59 years old And I just want to help that one guy You know, I want to mm-hmm. coach that one guy To sobriety That is so much more rewarding to me Than any of the grandiose plans I had Mike's life when I was 20 years old they were ridiculous they were fallacy and they weren't they wouldn't have had the same level of reward that I get helping one alcoholic achieve sobriety
3: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah so so Sarah you're you're not just looking for recovery folks you're looking for anybody that's looking for the what's next
3: yes correct perfect correct And, and I I sort of struggled with that you know do I do I just stick with recovery um but the more i researched and just talking to friends of mine i'm like this this is another big segment that needs to be addressed that i don't i don't think there's a lot out there for people in my specific situation
2: Oh, what's
1: next, but of course coach?
3: i'm also the what the yeah the what's, oh, what's next, next coach, coach? <laughs>
1: there
2: you go how's that for branding
1: <laughs> i don't know is it available what's, next.com? Oh, let's, let's, what's let's, next what's next coach.com yeah, Dot what you could probably get that. Yeah,
2: there you go. I'm going to go
3: grab it. Have, there
1: you have, go. There you have, go. Virtual <laughs>
2: coffees. That's great. All right. So, Sarah, how do how do people find you? Are, are you engaged enough where folks can start reaching out and connecting? And, yes. I mean, are you that far along?
3: Yes. Yes. I have everything set up. I'm ready to go. Um, my website is just my name, sarahsandage.com. My last name is kind of weird. Um, there's two D's in it, <laughs> which
2: So it's Sarah S A R A H. Yes. Sandage S A N D I D G E.
3: Correct. Boom. Yep. Ah, yeah. Right, you got perfect. it. SarahSandage.com. And we'll put
1: that in the resource room. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put a link Great. in the resource room. So if you're driving, do not, do not, do not be Sarah's <laughs> kids. Do not crash. <laughs> yeah.
3: No. Oh my God. No. My kids are not going to crash.
2: Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally. do, so do, do you have any clients yet or are you looking for your first one
3: um i i started with one um well i won't tell you the whole story but yes i've started with one and i am um currently looking for more that's so, is so
1: exciting it. it's so exciting yeah. you're gonna look back yeah, and really say excited. wow yeah
2: you're gonna learn a lot you're gonna learn a lot you're gonna grow a lot mm-hmm. right 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 and you're gonna help people and you're gonna re- get really rewarded and fulfilled
1: so answer this as we as we swing out here. What's next? What so somebody s- listens to this and they say I'm ready for a transformation. I'm ready to say that prayer to do that surrender. I I need what's next? What what would you recommend for somebody who it just wants to start in a new direction it, it save. I mean, we, we want to recommend they call you, but let's say they don't. What, what would you recommend mm-hmm. to them? Uh, 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 is there a reading? Is there a website? Is there a blog that you, uh, is there a YouTube channel? What would you recommend?
3: Um, well, going back to Bell's, um, Bell Robertson, she, I would highly recommend her. She sends out emails on a daily basis. If you get on her email list, and everything she does is anonymous, which is sort of um, different. You know, she's been anonymous all of these years. That's not her real name. Um, and she likes to keep everything she does, you know, everyone that she works with stays anonymous, which is sort of a different, I feel like is a different um, path than a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But her e- just reading her emails daily, um, I still, you know, 21 months down the road, I still read her emails almost on a daily basis. Because it just, again, it just, she's just real and straightforward, and and I love her language, um, and I think a lot of people can relate to her. So okay. that she's who I would recommend. All
2: right. So, quick question: Do you um, do you want male and female clients, or just female?
3: Yeah. I know I'm happy to work with both. Um, okay. Most of my marketing, you'll if you look at it, it's Women. very women driven, (laughs) but my first client actually was, was a male who was wondering what to do in retirement. So I'm fully open That's exactly what hit me is that
2: retirement (laughs) vein. Okay. So, um, are are you doing the Facebook, the TikTok, the Instagram, the blah, blah, the X, the, (laughs) the billboards or what?
3: Yeah. Um, Twitter, Twitter is actually my sort of my main social media where I'm at right now. And that handle is, um, Jesus is my habit. It's not under my name. Everything else is under my name. So do you have to pay
1: royalties to Jesus for that, or?
3: <laughs> That's between me and him. A so.
1: Oh, good answer. <laughs> That's awesome. Good answer.
2: Hey, uh, uh, Sarah, we we did a sister or cousin podcast. Yeah. Um, called as we understand him. Mm. um dot coffee mm-hmm. dot dot coffee we uh, stayed with the coffee theme yeah we did a uh, but couple, it was definitely a kind of dozen
1: of episodes with sharing that sharing
2: our um
1: spiritual journey our
2: spiritual journey and just how we kind of refound God redefine God mm-hmm. you know and it was, it was pretty pretty cool I am sorry so I'm on uh
1: jesus X- is my habit
2: Jesus is my habit okay yeah yeah and,
1: and so your aspiration for your business now, a hundred counselors or, or are you just focused on helping the next person who's as, asking what's next?
3: Yeah. Right at the moment, I, I just want, um, to start coaching clients one-on-one. Um, and I'm sure from there I'll see, you know, you see like what kind of workshops you can create that oh, yeah. would help even more people, um, at one time. Um, I'm planning to start a podcast. Also, I'm hoping Yay. to have it launch in March. So,
2: Audio Hive, Brian will handle that for yeah. you. Yeah. All right. So it just cl- <laughs> it just clicked right. how we clicked how we connected. Okay, go ahead. It's through Twitter.
1: Twitter, you connected
2: right? And and it was on uh, at Stay Sober Today, and it was through Jesus in My Habit. And you were making some comments on there, and I said, um, "Oh, that's where I I mentioned to you." I'm like, "Hey." Check out our As We Understand Him. okay. Right? Okay. Um, you know, podcast. And, you know, your your heading, I guess. I'm sorry, we are so illiterate when yeah, it comes we, to social. Right. It says Helping Over Drinkers Leave Their Toxic Relationship with Alcohol and Discover What's Next in Their Beautiful Life. Click on link to read more. That's awesome. And that's Jesus is my habit uh on on Twitter. That's that's where yeah. we, I, I kept going back to Instagram and saying. I know I connected with her and thought she was cool and thought she'd be great. Glenn's so
1: old school, still calling it Twitter.
2: I know, totally.
1: Yeah. Who Uh, wants to call it X? Who wants to? Elon Uh, does. just silly. Elon does. (laughs) (laughs) Elon Um,
2: No, I love your posts, real quality posts. Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) So super cool. Super glad that we connected. Look forward to continuing it. Wish you all the best with your uh, life coaching, recovery coaching, what's next coaching. And uh, you. Will you come really back need to need give that. us an
1: update in about in about a year? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. If, you know, if you're not too busy. To.
3: Yeah.
2: So, right. She'll be too busy. she be too busy. I might for be us. too busy. That's yeah, <laughs> right.
3: Never. Thank never. you so much, Sarah.
2: You, Rob. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having coming me. on. You got Thank you. All right. Bye bye.
3: This is great. All right. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.